Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Okay, Pottercast 186. Welcome, guys. We're here with Woo. the usual crew, Frank, John, Sue and Melissa. And we have a special guest this week. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who is it? It's Ryan Frierkson, which is the guy who's got the most fun last name to say ever. Ryan Frierkson <laughs> created the Claymation Deathly Hollows that's been all the buzz on YouTube this week. Yeah! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. We should immediately give a link to it. It is youtube.com slash lector63, L-E-C-T-E-R 63. Nice. I... I don't know what that is, so I'm going to pause my podcast and watch it. <laughs> and then I'm going to watch it and queue up the podcast so it all makes sense to me. Okay, you do that. You do that, Don. Says uh, Joe Listener. What? Joe, Joe, Joe Listener. <laughs> Joe Out of the Loop Listener. Let me clarify. Yeah. What? Joe Loser. <laughs> okay, so Podcast 186 is full and full, full, full of life. It's full of great stuff, including our interview with Ryan. And Sue, we have an interview from you, correct? Yes, we do. We're going to be talking some little shindig, some little gathering, some little thing known as LeakyCon. It's happening this May. You know, you know I haven't registered yet? What? Get the let out, sister. Seriously, if I don't if I don't run and register, they're gonna, they're not going to let me in. To what? LeakyCon. Oh, yeah, they're going to be like, who is that girl? <laughs> yeah. And I Take also her. heard, I'm just going to hint, I also heard that maybe, I probably don't have the right to say this yet, that there might be a debut of a certain CD at LeakyCon. <gasps> Oh, and hmm. that's all I'm gonna say because I don't have clearance to say it yet. So there you go. <laughs> so yet Interesting. another thing. So Sue, yeah, what's your interview about? I can't wait to hear it. Um, we're we're just talking to um, I'm joined by um, Miss MJ and Miss Stephanie, who are or the uh, co-organizers of our LeakyCon that we're having our convention in being held in Boston in May. We talk about everything we talk about that it's being done for charity, which is extraordinary. We talk about just the, you know, very lightly talk about different kinds of programming, different kinds of things we can see and kind of give you an overview of things that you can expect. So it's really, these two girls are working hard and let me tell you what, got some little tidbits, kind of interesting, the little cool things we can expect. Just saying. Well, we will play that interview for you later, but right now (laughs) we have to go to Sue's News. Woohoo! Sue's News. I love it. Yay! It's news time, and you know what it is, everyone? Can you just smell it in the air? It's movie season! Uh, yes! Is there a Hagrid's Hut? Is that why it's movie season? Well, sort of, but not quite with movie, though. But um, We do have news, though. Bad, well, kind of sad news to start out. Fudge is not going to be in Harry Potter and Hapla Prunes. No. Which means that there's going to be no prime minister. No. Uh, I know, which is sad. We, heard, we had an interview with actor Robert Hardy, and he talked about that when he received the news, all three of the producers of the films called him up on the same day, and they said, sorry, the book is too big, we have to cut it in half, and so your character is, bye-bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. You know, um, he, was, he was a great fudge, I thought. I was really hoping they would do the, the chapter. The um, other minister? Yeah, the other minister. What about you guys? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. hoping that too. I think that would be a good opening for the film because it's kind of just just like they did the opening with uh, in Goblet of Fire. How it was just it was detached from Harry, and then they went to Harry, 
They've been a nice little yeah. opening. Yeah. Um, but they have the canary scene, so I'm happy. Ryan, what do you think? I, I agreed it would have been a good opening, kind of uh, staying away from Harry for the first chapter of the movie. I was more disappointed about the lack of uh, uh, Scrimgeour in it, though, to be honest. I was mm. I was kind of upset about that. I always thought his uh, parts in the book were really uh, fun to read. Yeah, yeah. we agree. Mm. Yeah, if they get rid of him in 6, he's, so he's definitely not showing up in 7. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah that's true. Oh, I had such a visual for him. I'd like to see how they would have translated him to film. Not even like I, I would mm-hmm. like to have some governmental presence. It's such an important part of seven, I think. Well, how especially he establishes so well in fifth. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I was just going to say, Frankie. I mean, he was such a prominent. Oh, you know, sorry. my favorite shot of, from five is that beautiful, like, you know. But, you know, his uh, dominating, like, Susan Cain shot, I guess I called it, you know, when he's just fudges looming over in the ministry. I just love mm-hmm. that shot. Oh, the banner? Yeah. 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 And, uh, man. It was just it. a good cold opening, too. It's just a nice little... Uh, cold opening. Cold industry. <laughs> huh? You frack your old industry. Cold opening. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, soft opening. Frack so Hollywood. Speaking of uh, cold things, you know what's up your hands in cement? <laughs> What? Sorry, Sue. That, that, that's one of my Sorry. favorite segues ever. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't derail it. Let her have it. Let her oh, go with it. But okay, her hands are frozen in time, baby. Joe's hands are frozen for all eternity in the sidewalks of Edinburgh, Scotland. <laughs> what? They are. That was, <laughs> when did. That was awesome. <laughs> Okay. I know. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. It's funny. Um, Joe, I don't know if you remember last year, Joe received um, like a, a City of Freedom or some sort of award in Edinburgh. And yeah. um, as part of that, she her hands are now, they put her in cement, like a walk of fame. So there is Miss Joe, frozen. They just keep making up awards <laughs> to give this woman, I swear. <laughs> You it's know. an award for an award. No. <laughs> you have won the most awards in 2008. Here's a shiny new award. <laughs> but you know, that's your announcer voice from each Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Will they go ice skating and win the award? What? I don't know. Well, maybe it's me, but I don't think that that you don't traditionally think of of authors being like in, honored that way or you know, remembered that way. But she said, I think it's a particularly appropriate for a writer's hands to be represented. So I'm deeply honored to have my keyboard chip fingernails, not to mention my pen induced friction callus, commemorated in the place where I produced Harry Potter. Yes, she's so poignant. I hate it. <laughs> friction. That's awesome. Honestly, you I know, don't know how she writes these books in pen. I know that's how all writers used to do it, but I don't I don't get it. I, I, I would write a couple of I'll write a couple of pages like by, by sheer force. Like I won't be allowed to use a computer, I'll be broken. And my uh, hand will hurt and I'll have a callus. I don't know how she does it. You know, I'm probably when I when I go to Edinburgh and check out those handprints, I'm probably gonna notice the callus marks into the <laughs> in the cement. I'm gonna admire her for it. It's just another thing for us to go and like gawk at. <laughs> oh, I know. This is great. We could, like, I want to pour, like, a shot into the imprints <laughs> and do a, a, a Joe print shot. It would be the coldest <laughs> thing ever. It would be the coldest shot ever. <laughs> that would be crazy cold. Crazy cold. Oh, uh, wow. A butterbeer, naturally. <laughs> but that's so cool, though. I mean, because, you know, like, I guess a lot of fans will go to, like, the cafeteria where she... Or, I don't know. It's not cafe, cafe, excuse me, that she wrote it. But now that's being sold anyway. But um, you know, so there's another way you can go and like, 
as a kind of touristy thing. I guess it's kind of cool. I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of different. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, there we go. Right, so I was so excited else. at first to learn that Hagrid's hut was round again, but it's not in the movie. It's being built, oh. officially confirmed at Wizarding World of Harry Potter, John. Oh, oh man, you know what they're going to do at the Wizarding World, they announced, is that every year and a half they're going to knock it down and make it again. <laughs> and make it even better. It's going to be great. And there's going to be like a little... There's going to be a little museum next to it that shows little scale models of all the different Hagrid's huts. And you can pay homage to your favorite. That's awesome. So, you just see it. You know, because it's funny, they confirmed it because, you know, reporters are... And fans are so, you know, diehard. We're just so fanatic about finding out information. They found it through the building permit. And they said it's going to be an unoccupied <laughs> prop. What? That's, seriously, that's how they, they confirmed it, through the building permits is what it is. But I wait guess. a second. Wait a second. So wait. I'm sorry. Somehow I missed this piece of the news. It's, it's, it's through the building permit? Yes, when and they, it says but they un, said it. Unoccupied mean, no, means nobody's living in it. It doesn't mean they're not going to use it for anything. I know. I know, but it's, you know, I guess so. But I guess, but what they maybe they mean by that though is that it's not going to be like part of like a ride or attraction where people like will go through it. Maybe I guess a standing I, yeah. building. I, I guess. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I think that could still mean that it's just that nobody like it's. It's like when you walk through those houses at the old, old um, colonial type villages, and there's nobody actually oh, right. living in there, but it's still yeah. something you could see. You know? Yeah, yes. that would be cool. I would like to go through there. Just see. I want to see like those giant coffee cups. Let me see them. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's kind. Of, yeah, it seems kind of useless. Though I did, yeah. I did stay overnight in one of those kind of houses once, and it. it I was did you really? Scariest night of my life. Yeah. Wait, 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 like in a model home? Yeah, it was. It was for a story, like, and I. I was on Halloween night, and I stayed in one of these houses that was supposedly haunted, and it's like now a museum house in Staten Island. Yeah. Oh, cool. And was I, it on TripAdvisor? No. I think the caretaker was having a little Sorry. bit of fun with me because things started crashing and, um, yeah, really, really scary. Sorry, <laughs> off topic. You could have been Peeves, could have been there, you never know. Um, <laughs> a poltergeist! John, yeah, a poltergeist! Hey. John, here's one more hey. thing, though, about the Wizarding World, is that there's another report about Wizarding Dueling. They're putting the special effects in to do that, for sure. The, yes! The oh, cool. Wait, 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 say that again? That they're putting in the special fe- uh, special effects so people, when you go through, that you can they can have like spots in the park that you can do the wizarding duel. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> yes. God, I'm so just... pumped. I need to I... move to Orlando for a couple months so I can be the best in the park. <laughs> I get to see you running from spot to spot to see which is the best. Um, I I can I want people to be on the lookout for John Noe in the park. <laughs> Oh I my god, if you, you get take... my picture, you'll get 500 my leaky points. <laughs> I want you to take... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to take video of him, like, like, like crawling on the ground, searching for hot spots for the... I will find them. I'll bring a magnet He's or gonna something. He's going to raise his average by dueling, like, four-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You leave my namesake alone. They were actually... They contacted me because they, they said that... Um, you know, we wanted to have levels of accomplishment for, you know, like muggle, squib, oh, no. wizard, and teacher, <laughs> professor, ministry. And after after Order, Order of Merlin, second class, it gets to Dalish. And only a few people at a time could ever achieve that level. <laughs> and they they wanted my face for the, the trophy, and I told them I'd think about it. Ryan, aren't you glad you're hanging out with us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna go make a movie now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, uh, speaking of movies, it's Oscar week. Oscars are coming up. So it's like Queen this week. It oh. is, I'm telling you. And you know what we're going to see at the Oscars? Not just all the glitz and glamour. We're actually going to see a little bit of Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. That is amazing. Really? They are, the producers are trying to, <laughs> this is what's tragic, they're trying to um, boost ratings. And so they're going to have all the studios like show little like, 10, 15-second clips from their new movies coming up at the end of the movies, oh. at the end of the awards. That oh. is hot. What was the other part of this piece of news, Sue? That we were, MTV is also doing a preview Ooh, of... These pictures. That, yeah, these two new pictures. It's that same weekend. It's like the Oscars on their 21st, and then on the 22nd, MTV um, is airing um, like a spoiler. No, wait. The Oscars are the 22nd. MTV is the 21st, excuse right. me. And, um, and on the 21st, the night before the Oscars, they are um, show MTV's doing a show called Spoilers, and they we saw two new pictures from the um, set visit. They went to the set visit of Haplet Prince. Well, and we. What's making me laugh about those pictures is it's, it's kind of like a Hagrid's hut thing. Because whenever yeah. you see a picture of Ron Hermione in Hogsmeade clothes and their hats and their scarves, you mm-hmm. know that it is movie season. Because every seriously, every movie, right? We've seen them in, since three. We've seen them in their I'm going to Hogsmeade in the winter outfits. God, that's true. That's so true. And she always has a little cap. And Ron, I think he's worn the same hat in just about every movie. It looks, kind of looks the same. I don't it's know. the best hat ever. That's very Ron Weasley-ish. Because, you know, he wouldn't <laughs> buy a new hat every year. Yeah. Oh, hell no. He'll be using Auntie Muriel's hat for... What? I don't even know how I'm talking about. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, should we put you, as a filmmaker, should we put you on the spot and, and make any Oscar predictions while we're on the topic of films? Oh, you know, I don't even know. I was still upset that The Dark Knight got snubbed out of uh, Best Director and Best Picture, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I've been totally ignoring the Oscars. They didn't nominate The Dark Knight for Best Picture? No. No, everyone was surprised. No. Very surprised. Uh, probably because uh, Heath Ledger's such a shoe in for the Oscar. They're like, yeah. we don't care if the movie was the most popular in the country for the year. This mm-hmm. isn't about that. It's about what us old people think is the best movie. That's why the Half Blood Prince got moved to 2009. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I had I had read a report that that was part of the reasoning behind the Half Blood Prince and the, the, the teasers of the new movies. Is that because, like, between the combined total, I don't know if this is true or not, but the the combined total of all the films nominated for Best Picture is only half of what the box office of what Dark Knight took in. Yeah. See, we, 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 we talked about this long ago that we all thought that it was it had more to do with Dark Knight than with we just want to make sure the movie has the biggest audience it can, blah, blah, blah. But they might as well make sure that they have a blockbuster in 2009. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard. Cut them some slack. Ryan, where did you hear this from? <laughs> I, You know, I don't even remember. I mean, online somewhere, I guess. I was reading about it, and I was... Yeah. I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you mean you mean when uh, I first learned that that they moved it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I went on I logged on my email and I saw it as like on the Comcast site and I was like, this cannot be true. And then I ran over to my Harry Potter. Actually, I went to, to Leaky Cauldron. That's where I go to for Harry Potter news. And I was like, this can't be true. And then it was true. And I was I waited all week for them to like switch it back and they didn't. So eventually adjusted. I, I was pretty upset. <laughs> I think some people are still waiting. Yeah. All right, so uh, top, news no, the big, top news of the week. Do, 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 do. Speaking of films not coming out, the big news of the week has to do with the second film that's not out because filming has now begun on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, the final Harry Potter film is now being made. This is the last Yay. time we are ever going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad. That makes me sad. That's my first time I get 
Cut, cut him some <laughs> Andrew Slack. Cut a, uh, is that what you keep saying? Cut him some Slack? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Andrew Slack is in the chat room. This <laughs> Andrew's in there. I love Andrew. Cut him some Slack. Cut him some Slack. I can't, why, why does John keep saying, cut him some slack? <laughs> and I realize it's Slack attack? Slack. Andrew Slack is listening live right now. Hi, Andrew Slack. Look, he said, don't talk about me. We love you, Andrew, though. Don't talk about me. That's only going to make us talk about you more, Andrew. Cut him some slack. Cut him some slack. Okay, okay, okay. So filming has now begun, and this is kind of news, cool news. Maybe Ryan knows about this, but I think we learned too just shortly that a man named Eduardo Serra is the director of um, photography yeah. of the film, and he uh, shot Defiance and Blood Diamond, which are excellent films. I've not yes. seen them. Blood Diamond. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Blood Diamond. Yeah, it, he he's going to be perfect for a cinematographer for that movie. I mean, after seeing Blood Diamond, he's going to be perfect. As a filmmaker, what what would you say about him makes him perfect for cinematography? Well, I'm not a cinematographer, um, but uh, I he. I don't know. He his work on Blood Diamond and stuff. I mean, he. I mean, he managed to get the the colors. I mean, it takes place in Africa. I mean, right. that could that could end up looking like a desert. You know, like a kind of a bland desert if you don't shoot it right. Um, but he made it look just gorgeous out there, and in a way that is not like overly saturated though either. I guess he has like a there's a kind of a, a realism about the way he shoots too that you know combined with the aspect of the vibrant colors and everything that just really cool. cool. Honestly, one of the things I remember about Blood Diamond most most vividly is what a beautiful movie it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he also uh, was nominated for an Oscar for his work on the film called A Girl with a Pearl Earring, which was a gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful film. So, But it seemed to me, too, though, with Defiance, because Defiance, I just saw that not too long ago, and it was very action-packed. So I thought to me, I mean, I thought we were talking about the colors that he managed to achieve from Blood Diamond. Mm-hmm. The colors of the film in, in Deathly Hallows, you know, especially at the end there, maybe. You know how because I, I, I keep flashing back to um, Mary Grand Prairie's artwork. You know the orange and the yeah. thing, but I, I don't know. Maybe he'll do good with those. That that Battle of Hogwarts has got to be good, though, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Seriously, that's a oh gosh. Anyway, we can talk about that when we grill yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also had we had a bit of casting news that uh, an actor has been cast for the part of Reg Catamull, the guy that I think was it Ron that. Yeah. In, in the ministry, right? Is that him? Yeah, when yeah. Ron goes and helps him in the office, right? Yeah, he's been cast. And then just to, just as we were, we're recording this, um, we got a, a young man went to the set of Pinewood Studios, which is not the traditional studio that they film the Harry Potter films. This is the other big studio in, in London. And um, they are doing, they're building a set for Deathly Hallows over there. And if you look at the photos, it looks very reminiscent. I don't know. I, w- I thought it was like Godric's Hollow, maybe, but it's like a like a if I say Tudor style village or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone could correct me. I don't know if that's I right. But, but oh, it, but the guy that went on the tour said that the, you know that the trees are very very thick and there's a pond out back. Ooh. Yeah. So I what ponder about that pond. Well, I mean, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe it's this, I don't know what, what's the, I'm not, I'm, I'm ashamed that I can't remember. What's this, where's the house that when the, the seven potters, remember that, that Harry falls into the mud with Hagrid after they fall? Uh, whose house is that? Tonks' parents' house. Oh. Yeah. So maybe, that, maybe that's it. I don't know. Wow. Well, I wouldn't mind falling into the mud with Hagrid. That's oh, all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I think it's time, unless we have more. Go ahead. News Go ahead. To, to do that we should move on. 
Yes. Okay. We're moving right into our which which toss a coin. We're moving into the LeakyCon interview or the interview with our friend Ryan. I want to hear the LeakyCon interview first. LeakyCon. Yay! Welcome to the uh, Cauldron Corner, I guess you want to call this segment. I don't know, but um, I'm going to be joined today with uh, two very special guests, um, some wonderful people who are running our fabulous LeakyCon. That's Stephanie and MJ. Hello, ladies. Hi, Sue. Hey, Sue. So let's see. What are we going to talk about? Some little shindig, some little tiny party that's happening in Boston. What could it be? Just a little one. It's just a tiny one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard about this, Sue. <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to be like the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. Yes, we should tell everyone we are talking about our own LeakyCon 2009, which is um, the official, I don't know what you call it, the official convention, our first convention. What do you want to call this? I don't it's know. the first ever conference brought to you by the Leaky Cauldron. Whew, that's heady words. Wow. Everyone's all excited about doing a Harry Potter convention, but maybe you guys can, we could just like kind of back up a little bit and tell everyone like uh, what this is and what it's going to be and just like get the basic fundamentals out there for people. We decided to throw a Harry Potter conference that was really kind of more focused on the fans and the mm -hmm. community versus like the academic side of it. It's not that there won't be a lot of amazing academic discussion, but we love our community. And we wanted to have an opportunity to come together, mm -hmm. celebrate the books that brought us together, and just celebrate what we've become and where we're going. And so, this May 21st, 2009, we're going to be kicking off LeakyCon at the Boston Park Plaza Hotel in Boston, Massachusetts. That's amazing. It looks like a beautiful hotel. It is a very old, historic hotel, for those that don't know. We have our own website, is that correct? We do. LeakyCon.com. 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 I love that. It's just sounds so official you know i just i remember the, the days that we were talking about this you just kind of like idly oh we should have our own convention did you guys ever think that we would get to this point that you know we have our own website and we're just we've passed the 100 day mark and now it's actually going to happen well you know that's a funny thing about leaky is you have to be really careful <laughs> yes when you're sitting around saying hey you know what i uh -huh. have an idea because you never know when it's going to actually happen. And it did happen, didn't it? It did. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> it's just amazing, though. I mean, because there are a lot of conventions. There has been other conventions in the years. In fact, I think we were to even started talking about this and maybe, what was it, Terminus or Prophecy? Or I guess for there's a lot of people out there are kind of thinking, well, okay, Leaky's a great website, but what's so going to be so cool about LeakyCon? Well, I think um, I think the focus of LeakyCon is going to be slightly different than the focus we've seen at Pathfinder past conferences. Mm -hmm. um, as MJ mentioned previously, a lot of the focus at past conferences have been on the more academic side of the fan community. And although we really are dying to showcase that as well, we want to be able to add some things that MJ and I and our fellow Leaky staffers think are really fun, important things about the fandom going forward. So we're featuring a lot of what we're calling fan creativity. So we've got some fabulous things lined up for a fan art gallery and so forth. We're actually working with Matt Majacomo of Ooh. the Whomping Willows to develop
develop a really great Wizard Rock set of programming, you know, stuff that we've never seen before at any kind mm -hmm. of a conference. But also, we really have a focus on charitable giving, both monetarily and, you know, giving with your time. And um, we're working with Andrew Slack from the HP Alliance to develop kind of a track of programming devoted to that. Yeah, isn't that isn't that one of the big, really, I think, distinctive marks about LeakyCon is that is being done for charity. I mean, that's just really kind of extraordinary, as as far as I can remember. Every dime of profit, every red cent going to two charities, the Harry Potter Alliance and Book Aid International. And that, I think, is something that we take great pride in. And something we've never seen before. Exactly. Nikki has had a, a history of doing things for both of these chairs. In particular, um, we, we start with our Get a Clue drive for, for Book Aid, and, and that's been a charity that's near and dear to all of us, obviously because we are, I think most of us were drawn together because of the books. There is going to be attention on on the books as well as, like, you know, the Wizard Rock thing. You're going to have both, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We have closed submissions for programming, and we've taken a look at the programs that have been turned in as far as the discussions that will take place about Harry Potter and the mm -hmm. canon, and they're going to be fantastic. But there's going to be a lot of fun, though, too, right? I mean, it's not... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much fun. I... I'm looking forward to both aspects. I've, I've gone to Harry Potter conferences from 2005 to date, and it's really exciting to get both angles, to get to take something mm -hmm. new away from something that you love so much and you feel that you know so well to actually learn something new. But another thing that I think is going to happen at LeakyCon is you're going to find new favorites. And, you know, that's really important, too. It's about who we are and how we got here and where we're going from here. I think we've also really taken um, one thing that's so important to Leaky, which is, you know, the community that's really grown up around Leaky and about our shared love of all of these books and really tried to bring that community feeling and closeness into our conference planning, making things a little bit less formal um, a little bit more casual, a little bit more approachable than maybe we've seen in the past. Yeah. We're not saying anything bad about the other conventions. It's just that this we're trying this approach, um, hopefully, and I think it'll be kind of a fun, a different, a different, unique, would you say unique is a fair way to, to categorize it or just more casual? I think both. I think we definitely have a unique approach. As you just mentioned, you know, we certainly have had nothing against the conferences in the past. We've all had a blast at all of them. Sure. We just wanted to uh, try a new take on it and see if we could put a different spin on it and do something very uniquely leaky. One thing about Leaky, about our website, is that like you were talking before about the community. All those different assets besides the Wizard Rock are going to be reflected, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Kimmy Blair, who is the gallery's manager, is putting together a fantastic programming from you know fan artists all over the gallery. And from what I understand, everybody has been really excited about getting involved with that. That's awesome. We are very lucky that what we've been able to build on is Leaky's reputation. That you know people come to Leaky for most accurate news and information about Harry Potter. And I think that as the site has grown, it's allowed us to be able to really put our name on something that we're all going to be very proud of, not just at Leaky, but as a community, to be involved with something that is so uniquely fan-driven. Wow. 
That sounds very cool. So, I mean, but are we going to have some things too, like traditional, or I guess traditional, if that's, you can use that and apply it to a conference, but are we going to have like, like the opening, are we going to have feasts, are we going to have like, you know, parties, dancing, that kind of thing on the agendas? We absolutely are, but just like everything else, I think we're trying to put our own unique spin on it. Um, uh-huh. You know, as you, you might have known, I don't know if you guys have been to the website for the Boston Park Plaza Hotel, mm-hmm. we have a really unique property, you know attached to the hotel they call it the castle Ooh. and they call it that because it looks like a big castle so you know it's part of the reason we chose the site because it's going to be such a special venue uh-huh. for our opening feast which is going to be a little bit different than opening feasts we've seen in the past I don't want to talk too much about it Ooh. but it should be a lot of fun um, as well as our big blowout wizard rock events and of course uh, we will be winding up the conference with a ball as is traditional because we know how much people enjoy that it's excellent i know there's a lot of buzz right mj we have a forum for people to go and and talk about these kind of things absolutely it's available at, at leakylounge.com leakycon has its its own forum that the community of people that not just uh, conference attendees but staff are all going in and weighing in on questions the energy in the forum is really a very exciting place to be people are pumped about this that is very cool that's very cool so now um one thing i had you know questions about though um you know it's honest there's a there's people are concerned with the economy you know they're trying to decide what to do and can you talk a little bit about what a registration will get you for LeakyCon? i mean will it get you for these wizard rock things and that's a big big draw the wizard rock but we're gonna have to pay extra for that or could you talk about that a little bit the economy i hear it every day i man the the leaky uh help desk where people have questions about it and people are like you know we're trying to we're trying to make a a sound decision on a harry potter conference that we would like to attend this summer, you know, why LeakyCon? The price of admission includes your opening feast, which is going to be absolutely amazing. Stephanie has worked really hard to make sure that we have really great food. It's going to be unique, but amazing. Yeah. And then you'll get all of our Wizard Rock events. We have three unique Wizard Rock events, and that's all included with your registration. Also, your ball. Most of the time you have to pay extra for the ball. We're including that in the registration and also a farewell brunch, which will be on Sunday morning. We've tried to lessen the blow with being able to include as much as we can under the registration price umbrella. awesome that sounds like an incredible now that's a great bargain is what that is that's an awesome bargain it's awesome it's a great bargain and you know we're we're excited about it it's been from a fiscal point of view it's been challenging but at the same time we want to make sure that people have everything that they're able to get and and really feel that they got their money's worth you know the most bang for their buck and i really think that we're going to be able to provide that that's amazing it's amazing you know what really gets me is that all the rock concerts are together in one thing. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you well, kidding I me? did. I did want to say something about that. These I, guys I think are, our, are our Wizard taking, Rock lineup is really one of the things we're most proud you know, their about. Time, yeah. Their time, their creativity, and their really we approached these bands, us, and they really um, came and through that is with flying help colors us and to be able to you know in helping us out. We more really money appreciate for that. Charity. It, it, it is. It's really a testament to. I mean, it's just the fandom. It's just really coming together, and you know, knowing that all of this is going to charity, it is really, really amazing. And we've had really great fan response. Our registrations are are going strong right oh absolutely and i think that you know i think that people really do i think they respond to the fact that you know not only are we trying to do something new and different something people haven't seen before Mm -hmm. but that we're really trying to do it for a good cause as well absolutely absolutely now we're going to be in like in the coming days we're going to be talking more announcing more about like who's coming and that kind of thing right so we should stay tuned 
Absolutely. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Leaky Main page. Stay tuned to your, uh, you know, I hope you're following us on Twitter. Oh, yes. Along with, along with all of the other Leaky Twitter feeds. <laughs> um, you'll get the breaking news there first. Woo, um, I like that. We, we still have, you know, some, some very exciting things coming coming around the bend that we're excited to talk about as soon as uh, we have everything finalized and all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Okay, if you've been paying attention to Leaky this week, and seriously, why have you not? You have noticed that we posted a link to a new fan creation, the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows claymation version, created, yes. I mean, created by Ryan Frickson, who is with us. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Yay! Now, Sue, <laughs> Sue, so, so, since you posted this original news article, can you give us a little rundown of this claymation deal? Oh, this was the most amazing thing. A friend of mine just, like, instantly said, I, assume, I don't know, you must have put it up, and, like, about two minutes later, he, like email me oh my god you have to go see this and 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 i couldn't believe my eyes it is a claymation stop animation mo- is that right yeah. of the entire deathly hallows books and it is the a movie on youtube 26 parts of a fantastic job done by this man okay. and it's 16 hours long <laughs> <laughs> lord of the Rings style i managed to get it down to 420 but it's still pretty bad <laughs> that that's the editor's cut but it is literally, it is the first, and people, there was a comment, I think, on Wikipedia, like, why are you guys focusing on this and not on fanfiction and this and that? The reason is that fanfiction exists and Wizard Rock exists and we all know it, but this is something new and amazing that we've never seen before. And it's our first real visual representation of, I mean, of the actual Deathly Hallows. It's the first time somebody's tried to, quote unquote, film it, I believe. So can you tell us, like, what... Why what possessed me to do such a thing? <laughs> yes. Wait, first of all, like Ryan, where are you from? I'm from I'm in uh, Chicago. Chicago, and how old are you? Yeah, Yay. I'm 22 years old. Do you go to school for like this kind of stuff? I uh, yeah, I well, I just graduated actually in, in May. I I studied film at Columbia College. Very nice. And yeah. the most important question of all: What house are you? What you know? I I don't know. <gasps> I mean. <laughs> You're a Hufflepuff. You're a Hufflepuff. You have to make that. (laughs) You are. You are such a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Why? Do you know how much hard work? Do you know the work that took? Oh my goodness. You don't just get to claim people by default. Well, I, I'm going to say Hufflepuff, <laughs> and we'll find out later if that changes for okay. me or Sue. Yeah. We want to know about this idea. I mean, it's just an extraordinary, extraordinary. If you've ever done any bit of trying to f- do a film or anything, I, I, I'm just amazed at the amount of time and effort. So we want to know what, what caused you to get to this. Yeah, I mean, well, I've been doing uh, stop animation since I was a kid, actually. I mean, since I was really young with uh, my friend uh, two doors down, we'd get like, my Star Wars figures together, and we'd just like make movies with the Star Wars toys, and they were very, you know, really small stuff, but, uh, you know, we'd kind of do that instead of, like, playing with the figures and everything, but, uh, 
I mean, I got older and everything, and I started making, like, kind of making clay figures to make my own scripts and everything. Then I got into film school, and I kind of used all the stuff I was learning in film school to, and kind of, like, adapted my claymation movies to make them a little more serious and, you know, use my kind of, the little knowledge I do have of, like, lighting and everything. And, um, ended up making kind of more feature-length movies out of it. I've, I've, I've actually made uh, Harry Potter 4, 5, 6, and 7 no. Really? Uh, what? So, uh, yeah, I made the other three as well when they before the movies came out, of course. Are you going to are you are you going to remodel your Hagrid's hut for your other movies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my movies have I don't show my other Harry Potter movies to people because they're I don't want to say they're bad. They're very. It's it's nowhere near like the amount of work I put into this one. You realize the can of worms you just opened by admitting you've done two others. Right. People are gonna wanna see them. You're like, I wanna see them. <laughs> oh my God, Frack! Wow. <laughs> I'm not showing them to anyone. I have I have a, dr- a trailer for a Jurassic Park movie I made. What? And That's awesome. Then I made a uh, yeah. Then I made a uh, an original storyline for a different movie before that. And those two are the only ones that I consider showing to anyone else because they're they're my two most recent since Harry Potter. All right, can you give us a ballpark idea of the hours this took you to make? Because, am I right, you had to reposition for each cut, each stop. Yeah, it's very, very, very basic animation, you know, just starting and stopping the camera, moving a little bit, starting and stopping again. And I use, I mean, I use a Hi8 camcorder. I don't use anything special. Okay. In terms of hours, I don't know what I spent on it. I mean, it's, it's something I did in my free time, so... It was kind of like, you know, I, I was working, I was going to school, I, I have a girlfriend, I was, you know, doing, you know, as my life was going on without it, so that's probably why it took so long to make. Cause it, it took me a year and a half. I started writing the script uh, two days after the book came out. Wow. So in total, it took me a year oh. and a half. That's impressive, Brian. Oh, my. That's good. <laughs> that's amazing. Now, you said you wrote a script. I noticed from watching it that some of the, some of the dialogue's different. It's, a, it's not exact. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, from what I've... Uh, from what I understand from the uh, some of the messages I got on YouTube and everything, uh, not everyone is happy with uh, Warner Brothers adaptations of the books. What my movie is is supposed to be along the same lines as their adaptations, though. So I was trying to make it oh, fit within the uh, their their movies because I really like what they've done with the movies. What I was trying to do is really kind of keep it so that it it flows with their movies as much as possible. So that's why I model all my characters as much as I can, at least, after the actors that they used. I see. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So in terms of dialogue, it's, you know, her, Joe, you know J.K. Rowling's writing is amazing, and uh, but it's, it's something that's very hard to adapt into a movie and make it flow right, you know, because books and movies flow in such different ways that I think it's necessary to change certain things around or to move dialogue around in different ways. I try to use her uh, dialogue as much as I can, but it ends up that uh, in terms of transitioning from scene to, you know, one scene to another or combining scenes, it's kind of necessary. Well, you know, I thought there was one scene that was really clever you did is that you didn't have them go to Zeno, which would have been cool, mm-hmm. but that having that whole house thing would have been just extraordinarily hard, I thought. And you were really clever how you did that with them on the street, and I thought that was a really smart move. I, yeah, I, I had comments on YouTube uh, both ways. Some people really liked what that I, you know, the changes I'd done, and, but then some people were like, oh, it's too bad you didn't stick with what she had. And, you know, of course, the scene was amazing in the book. The problem I had with that scene specifically was... It, it required an entirely, a whole subplot of them going to his house and everything, and it wasn't right. so much the fact of, like, building the house would have been hard, it was the fact that I couldn't combine it with any other scenes if they went to his house, and in that respect, it would have taken much more time out of the movie, and I, it, 
I had originally started scripting it with the house in, in mind, and it really was breaking the momentum of the movie at that point. There's not a lot of action around that point in the book anyways. So I, I felt that that was something that needs to be changed a little bit. That was probably the biggest change I did to the book, though. So do you have a total count of how many of Ron's lines you gave to Hermione? <laughs> Stop. I ended up cutting a lot of Hermione's lines, actually. Well, he said he was he was trying to follow WB's model. Right? So no, I, I didn't. Know how, not to that respect. How closely. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, all the uh, Hermione lines and all the younger uh, younger girls' voices are done by my sister, and I had her record the lines after I was finished filming. So I actually ended up cutting a lot of Hermione's lines or trying to give them to other people just so that I wouldn't have to do that extra step, kind of, because. I don't know if you can notice on the YouTube thing, but the quality of the sound for my sister's dialogue is not as good as the dialogue that I recorded on the spot, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. But that that's what also another reason why I decided that I'd try to keep her dialogue to a minimum. I don't even know where to start. How many shots did that take? Do you have a shot count? I, I don't have a shot count. I have no clue, actually. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's I filmed it in order uh, for the most part. Oh, I see. For the most okay. part. There were a few scenes like uh, Snape's whole death scene where I had to film that, or I had to film his memories before I filmed his death scene because the clay figure was pretty much destroyed when Nagini attacked him because he had blood all over him and everything. So certain scenes I'd move out of order for that purpose, but otherwise it was all shot in order. So I I never, I didn't storyboard it or anything like that. Am I right in in thinking that the wands that you created for each character matched the Noble Collection wands? I did not create the wands. I cannot take credit for those. They're from... uh, But you literally modeled them after... I I didn't make like them. I didn't the... make the ones. They're from um. They're oh. from uh, those uh, the NECA figures. Awesome. They come with they come with model ones and they they make them with oh. ones that look pretty much identical to the movie. So <laughs> I use those. I was looking at the double door wand and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, he's matched the actual ones. Thank God. I was like, wow, detail. Let me also take the opportunity to say because I've gotten a few compliments about my Hogwarts castle, but that is not my Hogwarts castle. I could not have made that by myself. That's from Noble Collections. How did you create the spells? Those, you the spells think? are done. It depends on the part of the movie because depending on what the shots are, I kind of use different techniques for them. Uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. all the spells involve a one of those really small colored LED lights. You can kind of get them at any like gas station or you know Seven Eleven, that kind of thing. They're very small, though. It's just, like, the size of, like, a small battery. And uh, I ended up either using, like, saran wrap and kind of sh- uh, shining the LED light on that. Or if it was, if you were seeing, like, a kind of a more, like, more of the spells at the end of the, uh, in the battle scene at the end, I would kind of take the uh, LED light and you uh, put it on a clear plastic tube or a piece of clear plastic and shine it directly at the camera to get it that, that kind of really bright glowing effect. Yeah, because it looked like like um, like when you unwrap a piece of candy or something. Some yeah, gorgeous. some of them are done that way too. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Some of them were done with saran wrap and uh, yeah, cellophane and all that kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't, you know, you were talking. I, I hate to go back to the script, but there were some moments you picked that were really came out transformed to be really, really powerful emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Like you know, with Dobby came out to be really good, and and you were talking about Snape's death, and I thought you did a really good job. Was that important to you when you were sitting down trying this, like as a fan? writing this too absolutely this is the first movie where I wanted to really like I wanted to just amp up the emotion a lot because the book was just so powerful in my mind you know it was I mean it was kind of the perfect like climax to like everything all the books you know and I I just I thought there were so many scenes that were just so so powerful 
uh, Dobby scene was definitely one of them. He was that was the hardest death for me. I'll be honest, and I wasn't a huge fan yeah. of Dobby for any reason, mm-hmm. but his death made me sad, more sad than any of the other deaths. And then, yeah, the, of course the Snape memories, and then the whole scene with uh, Ron returning with the locket and everything. I, I just thought those scenes were really, really powerful. And this, like I said, this was the first movie where I really tried to really convey real strong emotions. My other movies were more action oriented. All before this, you know, stuff like Jurassic Park, you know, where it's it doesn't take a lot of emotion. It's more, it's you know, dinosaurs chasing people, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've never done kissing in a claymation before, so this was a, that was a first for that too. I think a lot of people liked the snog. They were all very happy. I think. Yeah, there was a great snog. I won't say where. <laughs> that was actually those were hard scenes to film too. Those are some of the harder scenes because I had to get their faces so close to each other, but with uh, being very delicate because if their noses touch, they'll smash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Because you are in a sculptor, I mean, so you in, you had to make each of mm-hmm. these characters different, and you had to employ a different set of artistic skills to even create the characters. Mm-hmm. Did that take an inordinate amount of time, or did you? Find no, that it, just... it takes it takes forever. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's how I how I started the movies. I started scripting, and then as I was scripting, when I didn't feel like writing, I would start making clay figures, and I just kind of started at the beginning, and you know. I decided who I was going to need for the first parts of the book. Then, after I got a pretty good-sized cast going, then I started filming, and as I went along, then I would kind of add more clay figures to the to my collection, you know, for uh, to my cast, as I needed them, basically. Uh, those were for the more minor characters. Like, I didn't end up making, like, the professors and stuff from the end battle until they were needed at the end. But, um, no, each clay figure takes like, probably a few hours to make. I usually put a movie on while I'm doing it, so I'm not... You know, just sitting there. What kind of clay did you use? Is it modeling clay? It's, yeah, it's actually, I'm not positive what it's called. I got it at Michael's. The only thing that's important about it is that it's oil-based clay. It's not the hardening clay. I used to make clay movies or uh, claymation figures with uh, the, like, Fimo type of clay where you can, like, put it in, like, in an oven and it won't melt. It'll harden. But uh, even if you don't put it in an, oven, in an oven and harden it, it's not oil-based, so it dries out. And it ends up cracking, so you can't use it for movements, and the clay figures wouldn't last. Did you use like a, a wire skeleton and all that the tinfoil stuff? Not with the, no, not with the figures. Though. For a few of them, I'd put wires in their legs if they weren't standing upright. But for the most part, the wires make it hard because then if I try to move the clay, the wires end up like popping out of the knees and everything, ah. and uh, it kind of becomes a problem. With things like the dragon, I had to use wire, you know, skeletons to hold it upright, but only if it was absolutely necessary. How long would it take you to do your end of things uh, for our acting troupe? It's probably going to be about three hours of audio. He should do the, the, our characters. <laughs> should check it out if you're looking for your next claymation project. We have our, our vlogs, and, and for one of our special shows, John and Frack animated a bit of it, and um, it would be hilarious if our next thing was clay. Well, it'd be funny if you just do clay faces on the actual thing, like an actual cup of coffee, an actual ball of Pellegrinos, but little clay faces like... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> well, and I did, I did make clay figures of myself and a few of my friends, and they're in the movie, actually. So oh, cool. I have animated myself. I just thought that'd be kind of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Were you a student? What were you? I in was. Film? Yeah. What I was was. Um. Well, I'm in the beginning at the ministry scene. Me and my girlfriend are standing in the ministry when uh, the blonde Death Eater, oh, Death Eater Yaxley, comes running out after the uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and he he yells, "Stop that kid!" And he pushes past two people. Uh, one of them is me, and one of them is my girlfriend. Um. Then we're in the final battle because I needed every body I could get for the final battle there. Uh, so I have both me and, uh, my girlfriend fighting there, 
Actually, you can also get a Yay. shot of me. I'm actually in the uh, headmaster's office. It scrolls past a few different headmasters, previous headmasters. And uh, oh, cool. the first one you see is me, and the second one is my girlfriend, and then you see the third one is Snape, and then it scrolls to Dumbledore in his portrait. So, given all the time and work that you put into this, I mean, do you want to pursue this end of film? Do you want to do, like, special effects? or what? what I would love what to do special is? effects. I'm, actually, I'm not an animation major. A lot of people assume I am. Um, I never took, mm-hmm. I, I took one animation class when I was in high school and that's it. I mean, that's why I try to make my movie as kind of, as less cartoonish as I possibly can. Um, it's not like kind of standard claymation only cause that's usually done with, you know, uh, Gumby type figures and stuff and more, you know, very, uh, yeah. cartoon oriented. And I tried to yeah. make mine as realistic and dark and kind of moody as possible. Cause I, what I really am interested in is uh, like really real filmmaking. I, I studied uh, directing actually when I was in school, but I'd love to do kind of special yeah. effects, either practical or digital effects. Or I, I always thought it'd be really cool to work in like a creature department, you know, making all these like different creatures, oh, like, sure. you know, like Stan Winston studios does. So now that it's out and, and it's been, I mean, it's how many views do you have on I, these videos I, now? I have, I think it's 30, almost 35,000 now. And awesome. I can't tell you how surprised I was to find out that people were like watching this for real. I originally put my trailers on YouTube because my some of my friends were going to be in colleges and stuff away, you know, across the country, and they weren't going to be able to see them. So I decided, well, I'll upload them on YouTube. I've always watched stuff. I've never actually uploaded anything. So I put my trailers on there, and I got, you know, I got some people watching it, and some people were commenting saying they really liked it and they wanted to see the whole movie. And I kind of tried to warn them. I was like, well, it's going to be four and a half hours long. It's going to be, you know, in ten minute segments. You probably don't want to watch it. But people insisted they wanted to. So I was, you know, so I, I was like, okay, well, I'll put it up when it's done. So I put it up, assuming that I was kind of just kind of putting it up for those few people that had asked for it. I started getting views like crazy. And then once it went up on the leaky site, it, it just skyrocketed. I was getting thousands a day. Well, you should because it's some quality work. So, yeah, it, it's really nice hearing all the feedback from, uh, from everyone, you know, everyone who's watching it. it it's really cool. Um, have you been contacted by anybody from a certain company with brothers in it? I, I have not, and um, probably mm-hmm. that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I would um, say so. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, honestly, if yeah, if if they do find it, they'll take it down. You know, it's too bad, but oh well. You know. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of people trying to ask me if I if I'd sell them the DVD and stuff, and I I can't do that. You know, it's uh you know that's right. just a. You know, blatant breach of their copyright laws and stuff, and they'd probably sue me. And yeah, so um, it's unfortunate, but I, yeah, I, I, I can't make anyone copies of the movie and stuff. But uh, for now, they haven't shut me down, so I'm happy for that. Yeah. Thank you, Warner Brothers, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason they would it would get taken down, I think, is because YouTube is kind of hyperactive, and if they get requested by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. they're not even going to argue. They're just going to take it down. Yeah. You know. And if if it does, it does. You know, it's. I mean, I, I'd understand if it did. You know. You wouldn't feel, you wouldn't feel like it was unfair. I it I I would feel it was a little unfair only because I was looking on YouTube. They I was looking on YouTube and it pretty much everything on there uses music of some kind and it's all copyrighted music. <laughs> and yeah. it it would surprise me if they come and just like take that down. It would seem kind of biased to me. But at the same time, it is owned music and stuff. And yeah, I don't have a license to it. You know, so. It's, yeah. I, I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of an unfair rule in the first place. I mean, cause it's just kind of creative usage of the, of the music. It's not, you know, and I mean, to be honest, it's, it's using it in the same respect they use it. It's not like it's, you know, 
It's not like I'm taking. Yeah, you're not distorting its message. You're not making it, taking. Exactly, profit. exactly. So it, that's that's where. It, it's... If anything, I mean, it's it's just keeping people excited about the Harry Potter movies that are coming out. You know, I mean, so it's. I don't see the harm, so I would be a little upset if it got taken down. Um, but I've been kind of expecting it at any point, you know. Well, if that happens, we'll uh, we'll put it on Leaky until it gets taken off. Leaky. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, can I ask you about the music because you did a really really good job with that? And you know, like a lot of times when you score a film, you do it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did, were you conscious of that when you were putting the scenes together? Because I think you did a really good job. Only a few times. There were only a few scenes where I was. Um, where I'd be making the the scene, and I'd be like, you know what, this mu- this music just fits for this scene, and I just kind of feel it. I'd feel mm-hmm. it as I was making it. Um, however, mm-hmm. the I couldn't actually make a scene around a certain music only because my animation gets sped up. Like the, the actual animation that I'm recording when I'm actually you know recording my movie is not how it ends up. It ends up being much shorter than that because I I have to cut things out. You know, little you'll see my hand in there a few times, so I got to take that out. Um, I got you know just kind of general trimming of the scene, and then I end up speeding it up a lot usually. So I couldn't actually be oh, too conscious of the music while I was filming. I did most of that afterwards once I put it into the computer and got the entire picture locked down. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. But I actually uh, this is the first movie where I'm actually using Final Cut to edit the movie. This program Final Cut allows me to adjust the length of the music, so I, I yeah. uh, so I can I can basically make the speed uh, greater or less. So I ended up using that to my advantage a lot in this movie. That uh, you'll notice that certain scores are scores from the movie, but they've been slowed down usually. So like either because mm-hmm. I'm trying to make more of an emotional impact, or I need it to be just a little bit more emotional for that scene. It ended up helping so much in terms of just like yeah. setting the mood just right for my movie for the different scenes I was using the music in. Well, wow, Ryan, this is it's what you've created is really amazing, and I hope that everybody listening goes and checks it out. It's at youtube.com slash lector63. We'll have a link in the show notes, and we'll have a link, yeah, leaky and everywhere else. And I hope if you're so inclined, you will archive it with, um, with Leaky because we'd love to host a copy of mm-hmm. it as well. Um, and thank you so much for talking about it yeah, with us. no problem. Yes. I wanted to mention also one thing that came from putting it on YouTube is I got contacted by the people who are setting up the uh, Azcatraz event. They're, they're actually having me host a uh, claymation uh, seminar there. So there's going to be uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. There's uh, one for kids and one for people over 16. That's great. Uh, yeah, if anyone's interested uh, who saw my movie and stuff, it's... Uh, I'm excited to be doing that, so... John, you should go sign up for the uh, kids one real fast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Listen, uh, thanks, and we're gonna, you're going to hang around for our wrap-up, right? It's for our little drum yeah, segment. Absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Yay! <laughs> It's the drums! It's the, the drums! Drum 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 this is going to be called Pot Explosion! 86. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good title, I think. I was thinking something explosion. Now, here's a fun little fact, since we have Ryan on. When I was in 7th and 8th grade, I used to make stop motion videos with my Legos. So Sweet. No one cares for me. <laughs> I just thought that's a fun little fact. And we used to do magic shows. I love and it. now my heart hurts. <laughs> <laughs> knows by default I'm never mean so it's it's always okay it's always okay <laughs>
You big turd. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you call me a turd? You're always mean. I'm gonna cut your face. I don't even know. What is this? That's a turd explosion. Okay. Okay. John! Too far! <laughs> cut that out! First. You too stop! Stop now! I started it. Anyway, let's let's move. Let's we digress. Ryan, do you okay. watch Lost? Uh, yeah, best show on TV by far. It oh, is. We should talk about yes, it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Woohoo! No, we can't talk about it because we'll spoil somebody and no. they'll get, <laughs> get yelled at. It's behind. So I John, don't want to be yelled at. Block explosion. <laughs> Block explosion. Uh, yes. I love our listeners. What'd they say? I love them. Guys, if, if you're listening to this show at home and you want to know how you can be one of the people making us laugh so hard um yes. you can go make sure you check out leaky uh we usually record on thursdays most but or some but not all thursdays we do it live yeah. um which and you can do that by going to ustream.tv slash channel slash podcast and be part of the most awesome group of live show watchers on oh the internet mm-hmm. yes, everybody's sir. listening right now everybody on the internet hundreds it's crazy yes. Gin explosion. Uh, That's the best one. Oh my god. <laughs> gin. No, gin. No, Ben explosion is good too. <laughs> gin went. Uh, gin went boom. Gin oh. went boom. <laughs> Poor gin. Um. Yeah. So I'm having. Yeah. Gin drinks tonic to feel better. Oh gosh. Okay. What Funny. else are we doing in this in drum explosion? And I don't know. I'm and, drawing. And the next. In the, in the next week, though, maybe we'll hear more about it. But there's a really cool thing with our Wizard Rock fans that I'm re- Wizard Rock groups that I'm really Uh-oh. excited about that Melissa's going to post about here soon. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! That I haven't posted about yeah. yet because we've been so full of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But should we just tell? We'll just talk about it now. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The Wizard Rock EP of the Month Club 09 is in effect. It's the third Yay! year in. Yay! And dude, Yay! Wizard Rock EP of the Month Club 2008 raised over sixteen thousand dollars for a first book. Oh my god. That's incredible, yes. actually. I know a little bit about the Wizard Rock of the Month Club myself. Why would that be, Frankie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, doing, oh. I'm doing some artwork oh. for it here and there. <gasps> you are. Are I you am. making everybody's Patronuses? No. But we are doing a magical oh. creature theme. Ooh. Yeah. So, stay tuned for that. That's, That's hot. Cool. That is hot. I love, I love, Fra- if you ever go to pottercast.com, sometimes after the shows, Frankie will put up his artwork. And I'm just going to make a shameless plug. His artwork is gorgeous and beautiful. <laughs> and, but the thing, though, he did with Sue, the, you're shameless. I, it is. You're so I do. I always, I always make them as my wallpaper the next day. I don't get it from him. I just nab it off of pottercast.com. And, and I, but though, the, 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 it was the unicorn zombie thing just kind of freaked me out a little bit. No, but I put the little beer that can in great. there for you. I know everyone, everyone, but just. Well, a unicorn that, zombie has got to be very unnerving. It is unnerving, but I love it so much. Such I love a perversion, Frankie. You know. Well, thank you. So we much. need a we need a frack ex, frack explosion of art. Is what we need. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think the joke. You know, you know the funny curve. You know how the, how the joke goes like to the bottom of the funny curve, but yeah. then it starts to like make its way up. Yeah. I think we're making our way back. Okay. Up I think so. With the explosion joke. No, 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 it's not you, Sue. It's just that it, you have to be at the bottom of it to get back to oh. the top. We're almost there. Okay. So, which, which means we need more explosions. We need a the funny curve again. The curve explosion. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Oh, funny. Okay. I'm drawing um, the ra- I'm drawing the the common room of Ravenclaw Tower right now. <gasps> oh. Can I commission you to do the Hufflepuff one? Because I want to do. I want to commission. I you need to, to do draw that. I want my brother. To, my brother is uh, he's 
graduating this semester from Cal State Fullerton, and he's an illustration major as well, and he's going to do background layouts and stuff, and I'm really trying to convince him to do the four common rooms, because he's very oh, talented. sweet. That would be good. So. Oh, oh we never, is Ryan, Ryan, are you still here? I'm still here. Yes. Do we ever determine what, for sure, what your house is? I, I don't know who's the sort of he's, he's, Huffle, he's Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw, I, but... I think so. I, I'm leaning towards Hufflepuff still. Yeah, I'm not very intellectual, to be honest, so... No, that's not what I mean. I mean Neither am I, hey. Ryan. Thank you very much. No, I mean, in terms of Ravenclaw, aren't they intellectuals? Yes, they are. They, they pursue knowledge. I do not. <laughs> okay, you're helpful. But you worked you're so here. hard on that that I can't. The persistence to do that that thing and just yeah. I would just like want to go screaming into the night after a while. <laughs> I want to just smash one of them Death Eaters. Boom. Well, there were times it got frustrating. A few times. Yeah. Well, that's loyalty and hard work right there, pal. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome to the house, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> Sue has a Love welcome it. new member. Yay! I was hoping to recruit you there, Ryan, but. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. Sue wins. Sue explosions. <laughs> oh, there's a puff explosion in the chat. It's a puff explosion. Puff explosion. Oh, <laughs> so, get an umbrella. At least I didn't get Huffle snatched by the snatchers, John. <laughs> no, thank God, because they they have your numbers, Sue. They're any day. <laughs> any day. They're coming. <laughs> if you've been watching our YouTube channel, you know that Sue was almost snatched by the Hufflepuff snatchers. In Central Park, nonetheless. I know, and I didn't know. I don't know what in advance what he's going to do with these things. I mean, obviously I was there for. I had no idea what he's going to do, and I was just like, and, and I started getting all these texts. Sue, you've been snatched. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Go watch John. And it was like, it was pretty frightening. <laughs> I had been alerted. I was snatched. Uh, John, when is your Thursday going up? Yeah, John. Right after we finish doing this nonsense. Oh boy, you keep an eye on the podcast YouTube. If you guys yeah. are gonna laugh your buns off at this, at this no Thursday. What I'm is it? Good. I don't like my laughing. buns. I hope they, hope I can laugh them off. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's the this question of the week was about which magical pet would you have, Ooh. and uh, and and for that I thought it'd be appropriate to videotape myself giving my sister's dog a haircut. And subsequent bath, and uh, she <laughs> doesn't really enjoy it, so it makes what for kind a of dog is it? Good video. Um, a Maltese, <laughs> oh, a long-haired, no. white little tiny Maltese puppy. It's a falcon. The puppy, only way to but... beat that is to give Mushka a bath. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That'll be your video response. That would be a punishment for him to make him do it. That would be awesome. No, I, I wouldn't come out of that with any skin. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I'll do it. Next time I'm there, I'll give her a bath. Oh, yeah, Frack. I'm going to lock the door. You give her a bath. Well, I'd give her a bath she scratches me anyway, and you know I don't mind when she scratches me. I'm a masochist when it comes to that cat. Well, all I would cats, love, really. to, like, love to get like a bunch of little like like child-sized socks and get a rubber band and like put them around every paw. And then just like, <laughs> finally have it out with her, and just she wouldn't scare me as much. <laughs> She's more bark than bite. I might, She's a I might actually get her those little tips, you know, that go on her nails. Oh. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you can. You don't have, have any reason to be scared of her anymore. Ryan, do you have do you have a pet magical pet, Ryan? <laughs> magical pet? Uh. Or I a have regular. Two, pet. I have three cats. What magical pet? Would you have? Yes. There you, well, there you go. I don't know how magical Frank. they are. <laughs> <laughs> no. all Do you not like all your magical. cats? No, I love my cats. Uh, yeah. Okay, you went out of me. Home, school, yeah. but cats are just, they're, they're, they're so Okay, I want to hear that story. Go. John, so shut up. Which story? About <laughs> a cat following you home. Oh, I, I was at my girlfriend's house, and this cat started meowing at me. And it was a little kitten <gasps> at the time. And um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, you know, I thought he was cute and everything, but he kept running away. So I went to my car. He followed me all the way, all the way to my car, and I didn't want to like, you know, risk him going under the car. So I had to lead him all the way back to the house, and he followed me willingly. And then we got back to the house, and he started kind of rubbing against my legs and everything. So I picked him up, and then. Then I had to call my mom, and I was like, uh, Mom, how would you feel about a third cat? <laughs> Aww. And, uh... Well, did you have to ask the other cats if they were... They were, they were not happy about it, but then he ended up eating yeah, so much are. in his first, like, month here that he he's grown bigger than both of them by far, and now he's, uh... Oh. Now he, like, dominates, and he runs around terrorizing them, so... <laughs> That's awesome. What'd you name him? Milo. Milo. Oh. <laughs> what if he's an onomatous in disguise of spying on you? It, you know, I wouldn't doubt it. He has these piercing mm. eyes. There. <laughs> I just thought of a great way to get a Muchka. Just give Melissa two more cats. Shush. Really, really cute ones that she wouldn't be able to turn away, and then Muchka would be like, "Woo." You mean? No, I think you're, Muchka you're would really mean. assert her authority. Eat them? <laughs> yeah, the cats would end up dead under the bed by like. Tuesday. No. Yeah. She's, okay. She's just an alpha. Hey, uh, we have a couple minutes left. Why don't we see if anybody's got some questions they want us to lightning round? Oh, questions. Yeah! Right. Questions! Right. Everybody's so excited. Oh my gosh. I like questions. <laughs> yeah! Questions! All right. We have to wait a minute. would not lag. cut them any slack. That's absolutely right. Oh, my everybody. <laughs> the Mushka would cut lady. slack. I enjoyed hearing Bella this week in this week's vlog, in Sue's vlog. She was very cute. She was meow. chatting, talking. <laughs> Does Muchka talk that much to you? So they're very concerned about whether you got hit by the car and where all car went. What did they so watch the second one? It's on there. She's obviously I'm, unharmed. I'm not harmed. No, this is a clone Sue. <laughs> That's a scary thought. God. He scooped up her remains and rebuilt her. Attack of the Sue's. <laughs> Whoa! Explosion! I would terrify the world. That would—they'd have to know. That would just be too much. Comes, <laughs> I terrify like myself as band. it is. So no. Alright, American or UK covers better. UK. Uh, it depends on the artist of the Adult UK. Adult edition. I, the, the fact that I like that the American has the consistency of the same illustrator mm-hmm. really tickles me. So, I'm a big one with the whole consistency and just the whole overall design aspect of it. Frankie enjoys being tickled. Being I, well, I loved, I loved both the Deathly Hallows ones, but I'm, I'm biased because there's the Hufflepuff cup was on the, the, the UK one. You are biased. <laughs> I'm totally biased for that. Yeah, for real. Oh, so. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Um, I, you know, it depends on the movie. It depends on the book, I mean. Uh, some of them have uh, preferred the... Uh, uh, the UK ones, and then some of them I preferred the American ones. For Deathly Hallows, I preferred the American one. I didn't really, I, I didn't really like the the look of the the mostly Hermione in the Deathly Hallows one for the UK. Oh really? It was a little weird. I don't know. She had like her really rosy cheeks, and I don't know. I don't know. She was burnt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, actually, you're right. Maybe I have to relook at that now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all being violent with you. Like, how dare you speak of Hermione? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I get a little possessive with Hermione. She's my favorite. Um, I, American Virgin, since if I said anything else ever, despite it being my actual opinion, Cheryl would put me on a spork and feed me to a lot. Oh, I'm spork. just kidding, Cheryl. I like so, American Virgin. You know. I love you writers. Spork. Oh my god, I forgot a little bit. Oh, the word Cheryl. spork is one of the greatest words it is. ever. <laughs> spork. Spork, 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 spork. Spork is like polysyllabic, which is the great. Oh, yeah, great yes, word. I noticed your status. Polysyllabic. I don't like that word. <laughs> Love that word. Which word? Love it. Somebody else took a question. 
I can't see them. Has John done his running vids yet? John did one running video. It's on the YouTube channel Fitting It In. YouTube.com slash Fitting It In. You can look it up. I ran a mile. <laughs> I'm ready to do it again, I think, next week. Ryan, they want to know who your favorite character is. Oh, Ooh, good question. My favorite character. Um, Well, I've always... You know, I always like the bad guys. I like... <laughs> I, um, I really like Snape's character. He's just, I mean, so complex. Um, and I've always been fascinated with Voldemort. I think he's just, I don't know. He's complex and yet he's simple at the same time. I don't, there's something... Yeah, I know. There's something very basic evil about him. But there's kind of, there's a little bit more... The fact that he used to be human and learning about his past as Tom Riddle and everything. I really, I really like listening to her describe him in the book. Somebody else took a question and then I think it's time to wrap this thing up. What's your favorite film? Right. My favorite film. Um, it's it goes flips back and forth. Uh, I really liked uh, the last two, <laughs> and I, I'll be honest. I think that I'm gonna like the Half Blood Prince the best. What did um, see? I loved five, but hated four. See now, I know a lot of people don't seem to like four. I I liked the blend of kind of the the comedy, the romance, and the action, all of that kind of stuff. I really. I really liked that blend. I, I thought it worked well because I, I, that's kind of something that's really hard to do in movies, I think. Because, like, and Save the Movie for me was the last 15 minutes. Like, the graveyard scene... Well, and cool. that's that another thing I was going to say is that the Voldemort's return was just amazing, I thought. Yeah, and I mean, that... I, I love, love Ravenclaw as him. He's perfect, I think, so... Yeah. Hey, Ryan, do you have a Miley Key name yet? No. Do we have to explain to you yes. what it is? Yes. <laughs> I like if you that. go to myleaky.com, you can sign up for pretty much the most amazing Harry Potter social network anywhere in the whole universe. And it's leaky and all the fun things about Facebook, and it's a network just for Harry Potter fans. And you can promote your all movie. Right. I, I will oh, sign up. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. And now that you know what house you're in, you're Yeah, set. exactly. You are set because you get house points for your house by doing anything on my. Oh, cool. Yeah, to <laughs> confirm your house um, sorting, you should ask some of your friends who know you better and who know the books and see what they, if they agree with our assessment. Oh, yes, that's important. Right. Not that it's too important, but I, I'm a big sorting nerd, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make sure to do that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> you know what? Don't be so dismissive, Ryan. I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Guys, until next time, keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be... Nagini. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good Good night! night. Keep twittering those dials. (laughs) Keep twittering. We should all Twitter dial right now. We've missed it. W three. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time we've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> this week's Pottercast was edited by Michael Beckett, Jamie Medea, Armin Ballstead, and Seth Brown, and produced by John Noe. Special thanks goes to our awesome transcript channels transcribing this and every other episode of Pottercast, which can be found at Pottercast.com. Pottercast is the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. For more information about Pottercast or to learn how to be part of future episodes, visit us at Pottercast.com.
Twitters and everybody should yeah. follow them. I'm gonna yes, Twitter. we all have Twitters. Twitters, Twitters. Sue Upton is to Sue's. Yep. Melissa and Ellie is mine. Jay, what's John? What's yours? Jay Noe. Jay Noe. And Jay Noe. Frack Com. is. I always get it wrong. Frack Fracko? I think so. <laughs> Frack Attack. It's Frack Fracko Frack. or FF Frack 3. Frack Explosions. One of those. And Leaky's is Leaky, so you should follow that one. Oh, because that's, yeah, that's where you hot. get all your news. Thank you for clarifying that. People keep asking, what is your... Yeah. I've been getting that a lot, so I've been putting it on like, my Facebook and stuff, you know. It's Leaky. Just Leaky. 